This is a Many Pathways production. Welcome to How Do You Mind? My name's Geordie and I'm the host. Coming up on today's episode... I could go and see my daughter and stay in a hotel, but I can't stay with her in her own house, which would be much safer. You can't really, realistically, our weather, you can't meet outside. If these restrictions came in and we were in sunny Spain, it would be a different story, I think. Plus, our lifestyle is very much indoors, again, because of our weather. In today's episode, we will be discussing the lockdown restrictions that were put in place in Scotland over the past week. There is now a curfew of 10pm in pubs and restaurants. We are not allowed to visit each other in people's homes. And we also can only meet in groups of six from two separate households at a time in an outdoor location. With those restrictions being put in place, it's it's going to be really hard for people to go back a stage in the lockdown restrictions. It's tough for people. People's mental health will be suffering during this time. I decided to reach out to a few people and see if they could tell me about their experience and their thoughts on what's happening during this lockdown period. When asked the question, how do you feel about the new restrictions the government has just put in place? Here is how people responded. Personally, I don't think the new restrictions go far enough. With the number of new cases increasing rapidly day by day, I think there should be a closing of all hospitality until numbers can be reduced. I do understand, however, the government's reluctance on this, as it will have a major impact on jobs and livelihoods throughout the country. I am in a lucky situation where I do have the ability to work from home, and my job is not as affected by lockdown as some, so I do know that I'm speaking from a position of privilege while millions of others do not have the same luxury, so I can understand the frustration that a lot of people have with lockdown restrictions and measures. Uh, the new lockdown rules, um, living alone, they've really made it a bit hard for me. The only way I can meet friends now is by kind of going out with them. The, the late nights have made it the only way we can really go out is via meeting up. Um, you know, for a coffee or for drinks and trying to save money, that's not the easiest either. Um, the, the 10 o'clock rule, I'm not sure that's really going to make much difference um, for people that have been out drinking perhaps from 12am or 2pm, sorry, that's not really going to make much difference. They're still going to be, they could still be blind drunk by that point, they could still be blind drunk by... Uh, starting to drink at 7pm, so I don't think that's really going to help. I realise it's going to help the economy um, but I don't really think it's going to stop people, you know, social distancing as much. About the new restrictions, I don't really care because I haven't really thought about it. Um, it's restrictive, yes, but it doesn't necessarily, like, I wasn't... In some respects, I don't feel it affects me, like the going to pubs things, being out by ten thing. Personally, I don't mind. Um, I think the bit that bothers me is the not being able to be in people's homes and to be honest actually I don't understand what the restrictions are because we have to have slightly different things in Scotland than we do in England so 
you watch the overall restrictions and then we have our own ones and it's I'm, I just can't be bothered. I don't keep track anymore. It's just, it's dragged on for this long. I don't see the point in caring. Um, I know it's important, but I just don't like to think about it too much. Otherwise, I'd probably get really, really depressed and I'm already not feeling well. So, I think that not being able to meet inside people's homes, it's it's more restrictive depending on where you are. Um, we're in Scotland, so that is really restrictive because you can't really, realistically, our weather, you can't meet outside. If these restrictions came in and we were in sunny Spain, it would be a different story, I think. Plus, our lifestyle is very much indoors, again, because of our weather. So I think it has a, a disproportionate effect in, in some countries when you bring in things like that, rules like that. I think the government had to do something because of the rise of cases that there has been recently. However, it's all very confusing and I'm not entirely sure why pubs are still open, schools are still open, but you can't go and visit somebody's house. Like, I could go and see my daughter and stay in a hotel, but I can't stay with her in her own house, which would be much safer. So it's very confusing. Um, I understand the reasons why they need to try and and it, for economy reasons, you know, they're they're trying to keep pubs open and people in jobs and whatnot. But I don't think it's the the right way to go. To be fair, I also asked, how do you think this will affect the mental health of the public? Here's what people had to say. The restriction on numbers of people able to meet and the restriction in households will have a big impact on the mental health of a significant number of people. A lot of people need social interaction and do not cope well on their own and the past six months will have had a significant impact on their mental health. Having been involved in a number of local volunteer groups for disabled and vulnerable people, the workshops they would normally have attended have had to be cancelled and a lot of them will be struggling with such a significant change in their routine how I think it will affect public mental health. I think it just drags everybody down. I think it's the length of time this has all been going on for. I was fine at the beginning, to be honest. I felt fine. The measures I took were more just not ignoring it, but my partner liked to tell me every single day how many people had died. And I'm a very, I'd like to think, well, I don't like to think, I am quite a sensitive person. So I don't want to feel all that pain and grief because that is... Those have huge implications. That is hugely terrible and sad. You know, I watch programs on TV and I don't know those, you know, medical inside the ambulance programs. If someone gets hurt or someone passes away or even there's just a really sweet moment, I cry. Let alone if I were to really think about the impact this has had on so many families. So I just ignore, I just ignored it from the beginning. I just tried not to engage too deeply with it, basically. I think it's the length of time anyway that affects the public mental health. Um, I know there are studies being done um, worldwide to try to see how, how this kind of sustained fear or unease or uncertainty affects people. I feel like from my own circle, from my own anecdotal evidence, that everyone around me, we're all losing our words, we're all struggling to, almost like baby brain, we're 
um, losing our ability to remember our train of, to hold on to our train of thought. So our our active current memory um, is is quite affected by it, which is pretty horrible. Um, but I've noticed that with myself and with a lot of friends, we've all said that we lose our words, we lose our train of thought more often now. And I think that's just the length of time this has been going on for. I think particularly for people who have been shielding and are living on their own or for older people, the feelings of isolation is is just overwhelming. And I think that their mental health is already suffering and they're now thinking that perhaps they're not going to see their families at Christmas time and um, I think a lot of people are, are going to be suffering even more with our mental health issues due to that. My third and final question was, do you think we will be able to safely ease off restrictions by Christmas? Here are those answers. I think a big factor for Christmas will be how well the current restrictions work with lowering cases. I realise Christmas is important to families and religious groups, but if the cases are not significantly reduced, I can't see how the government could justify easing restrictions just to celebrate Christmas. Um, I think that come Christmas time, um, I'm not sure really what's going to happen. Uh, there's normally four households in our house and... Certainly this year, you know, we won't be able to leave my 85-year-old grandfather and my 92-year-old great-aunt uh, alone in their, their homes, so they're still going to be coming over with us. Uh, so I'm not sure how, how Christmas is going to go for everyone. They can only be as careful, you know, as they can, and it's not going to be masks around the dinner table. So I'm not quite sure what's going to happen there, but I think New Year is more the, the problem this year for parties. Um, getting out of control like usual um, but I really you know they're they're just going to have to be very safe and as I say I don't know what's going to happen so much for the bars and clubs now I think they'll they'll pay off the most I don't know if it leaves off by Christmas um, it depends on factors to kind of bar out with my control and a number of them not just will people obey will people be good well people won't we've got to a point where you say something that many times to someone they're just not listening they're just not engaging and more and more people are disengaging as each restriction comes in as each new backward step is taken people just have less and less respect and care and they feel well I obeyed the rules and I'm still being punished so you haven't incentivized me to obey the rules at all and of course, is the idea of what the government decide. It's not in our hands. And I suppose there's no chance of a, a general election or anything very soon to kind of change the government and shake things up. So we're kind of stuck with what we've got. I do hope it will ease off by Christmas. Christmas as well being a time of the year that is particularly depressing. Having this going on during that anyway it's 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 a quite a difficult time of year for a lot of people at the best of times let alone if they're then told well you can't go and visit your family you can't do this you can't do that i think that's going to be a real tipping point and th i th i think the best thing i mean uh, i sincerely hope it's eased off significantly by christmas because well, god help us if it's not 
I think we have to be realistic that this virus is not going away. Are we still going to be in some form of lockdown by Christmas? Absolutely. Um, but I don't know how that is going to look. Hopefully families will be able to get together in some way, shape or form. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a way before Christmas. I think it's something we're going to have to learn to live with. As you can hear, this is a tough time. It's hard. It's really, really, really hard because just as you think your life's getting back to some sort of normality, we then have to go back, back a few steps in the lockdown restriction easing off process. And to go from such a place where, you know, we're getting to go to bars again, we're getting to visit our friends and houses, to we're not allowed to really do that much. It's tough. It's hard. And I'm really concerned that this is going to affect people's mental health badly. This is particularly true for people in the shielding category who are going to be more nervous about going out anyway. And if they're not able to get a job in this current climate, or I guess if anyone isn't able to get a job in this current climate, it can become expensive now to go and see your friends. It's not just, we'll buy a cheap bottle of coke and hang out in the flat. It's we have to go to a restaurant or we have to go to a cafe or a bar. And that's not fair. You know, and I know it's tough. And I know why these restrictions are put in place. It's to combat these house parties that keep happening. But what about us? What about the people who are being sensible? What about the people who care? And the people who quarantine themselves when they feel one hint of a symptom of coronavirus? Maybe my viewpoint's selfish. Why do I feel more comfortable going into my friend's flat after they've cleaned it than going into a pub that's had Possibly hundreds of people going in and out throughout the day. Germs. They don't go away with a quick clean. They go away with a massive, really, really in-depth clean. You know, they can wipe down the tables in pubs, restaurants and bars, but is it going away? I'm still in close contact with people when they're sitting in the pub. Yeah, we can keep a two metre distance, but that doesn't change the fact that we're using the same bathroom. We're seeing the same waiter. So, how come I'm able to go and meet my pals in a restaurant, but I'm not allowed to have one person around in my flat at one time? Don't get me wrong, I totally understand that other people aren't as sensible with all of it as I am. Some people will be having parties and having multiple friends round. But what about the people like me? I can't even have my mum in my flat. When it's a lot safer for her here than in a hotel room. A hotel that has, once again, possibly hundreds of guests coming in and out throughout the day. It's crazy. I don't know. I guess there's no real way of monitoring whether people are sticking to those restrictions either, which makes it more difficult. 
which means this could just drag on and on and on. And I know it's not going away quickly. I'd be naive to think otherwise, but we could at least help it go quicker. We could stay in our flats, do our social interactions through Zoom. I had a really amazing Hindu over Zoom. That was a lot of fun. Well, it was my friend's Hindu, not mine, but it was a lot of fun. It was different, and I would have preferred to see her in person, but, you know, there are ways around it, and I think it's selfish of me to sit here and complain about the lockdown rules when I was going to be sensible anyway, but I guess I'm missing out because of the people who weren't sensible, and it becomes unfair on everybody else. The best advice that I could give anyone during this difficult time is to stick to the restrictions, help this virus get away quicker, and just in general, look after yourself. Make sure you're giving yourself optimal self-care time. And I would just keep in contact with your friends, make sure they're doing okay. It's a tough time. Call your granny, call your mum. Make sure that everyone is in a good mental state and if they're not then the best you can do is be there for them and I think the other bit of advice I could give you is take it one step at a time I said this in my last episode that you don't need to rush out and do things just take it one step at a time if you're nervous about going to the shops maybe doing an online order this week if you're nervous about going back to work, give your boss a wee message. Just tell him or her, just tell him or her that you're not ready to go back quite yet, but you will be soon. Just stay safe. Stay safe, folks, because it's, it's, it's a scary time, but we're going to get through this. Before I wrap up today's episode, I want to talk about the students who are currently living in halls. There have been several COVID-19 cluster breakouts in student halls throughout Scotland. And that's scary. Imagine being 17, you're moving away from your parents for the first time. You're going to live in student halls in the hopes of meeting new friends, starting your new life, getting an education, and then you get caught down by COVID-19. Must be the worst feeling in the world right now. Because there's hundreds of people sitting in their flats thinking either they've got it or there's a very high chance they will catch it. And they're getting little to no help from the universities or the people running the halls. Parents have come out and said that students are getting absolutely no help from the universities, that is shocking. They've been told, you can get your own food, use online delivery services, instead of helping them. That puts more people in danger, that puts more people at risk, when they could deal with it internally. I think the thing that makes me most angry about the student situation is that if they knew most of their classes would be online, 
why not just close halls for a year? You know, they're, they're, they're not happy to open their teaching buildings, but they're happy to open up the accommodation. If not for the entire year, at least for the first semester, and just say, look, it's not safe. We're going to have all of our classes online and we're not going to make you pay out rent for halls this year. I don't know. I guess it's not my decision. You know, in August we were feeling safer. Or September time, I guess. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like I've recently started education and they have been adamant that the classes are online unless it's necessary to go into the college. And that works for me. You know, it's better to be safe than to be sorry. And I feel like they should have thought ahead and come up with precautions for when this did happen. Anyway, enough of my ranting and raving. That is the end of this episode for this week. It was a bit of a heavy one. A bit political. Um, it will not always be like this either. I wanted to experiment and see how quickly I could put something like this together. It came out quite well, I think. And next week, I'll hopefully have a guest on. A little interview, a little ditty. Um, so yeah, I will chat to you next week. Have a good one, folks.